Boulevard. Welcome back to the Closers Corner. My name is Will. And I'm Alice. And we have a very, very, very special guest. And I don't even know, this is great, Bethany, because I've known you a while and I've seen you sort of climb the ranks over at the worldwide side, obviously, um, in the previous franchise days, you know, I was fairly close to Doug along the way. Although you guys both were up in New York probably a year ago, apparently to see uh, Alyssa. Alyssa and no one called, no one wrote. And I was maybe <laughs> 50 feet away from you guys in front of Rockefeller Center tree on the, on the same day. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not still hanging on to that or upset, but I, you know, just FYI, I'm just throwing it out there. I, I do remember, but um, and that was wild. Uh, you're, title is senior director of software delivery and yeah and that is a i don't even know what that is and i say this a lot when we talk to to, to to guests that aren't necessarily in sales and so the first question is always the easiest one what exactly does that job title and you do for the organization what that means is that i'm responsible for delivering whatever we build in tech to our business and to our customers mm -hmm. so that is kind of like the, 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 you know, the short answer. A lot of what I do day to day is I'm making sure that um, what we're building is going to meet the needs of the business and of the customers. And um, then in turn, I can take what we're, what we're building and I can make sure that we are, um, when, I'm, when we're ready to deliver that to you guys, that these products, then it's going, it, they're the products that are going to meet the needs of the business. So, um, right now, that product is Speedship, which is the next-gen Speedship, not Speedship 2.0 that we're currently using. So that is really my main focus um, these days. Mm. Doesn't seem like there's too much to that. So, 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 so. yeah, <laughs> I, I, I do. Wow, well, that doesn't seem like around. that's important. Yeah. So <laughs> migration and yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a, you know basically our whole helping out with the migration platform as well as everything that we need to do to enhance the customer experience and how it how we generate from how we generate air bills to just sort of the tutorials that we have on our website to how we create LTL shipments. So everything that we're trying to do to enhance the customer experience as well as from a sales standpoint it's you know enhance our product offerings that we can go to market with to sort of differentiate Absolutely. us from from our competition from a tech side you have a hand in helping us sort of facilitate getting that across the finish line yep and along with that i also own the salesforce implementation so um we have five different products with salesforce that we're going to be implementing when we go live with speedship and so sales being one of them obviously that's super critical you know we've never had a true crm for our sales teams and so that's one of the things i'm most excited about building out and working with the sales team on and making it you know kind of perfect for us um because we already have the best sales team in the world i'm a hundred percent convinced of that but it's really exciting to be able to um, work on this product knowing that we're finally going to be able to give you guys a tool to make you guys even more efficient and better at your job. So I, I don't um, know if that's a great compliment for us. Or you're just saying that because your husband's a listener, but that's fine. I'll take it. I'll take it either I, way. I liked it. I, I, Alice, talk about how good sales is all day. Yeah, no. Alice's eyes lit up when she heard know, CRM. Like, we have the best sales in the business. Wow. Well, I've I've used Salesforce previously, so oh, I have. Yeah, I'm excited to to get our hands on that. I think the sales team is going to be able to do a lot more with that. 
Well, you know what you just did there is you just volunteered yourself to test it. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know anybody. Well, Sheehan used Salesforce at one of his previous jobs and was raving about it. Um, mm-hmm. And so, just how good it is. I know nothing not, about it. There's not much bad people say about Salesforce. Really, it's one of those. Because yeah. mm-hmm. you yeah, can like, and we. It's like Wegmans ahead. for me then. Like you go into Wegmans for sure. There's, <laughs> yeah, there's, not, a bag we- we- there's not a bad Wegmans anywhere. I don't, I don't care what they tell you. There is- it's a CRM version of Wegmans, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's a good a- comparison. And there you go. See? Eagle, yeah. that's, that's what I'm here for. Um, Alice, I see you have, I mean, this time you have like pages worth of notes here. You told me to come prepared, Will. I know. And you steal my questions. So that, I, well, I can't even trying, see them. That's not even fair. I, I, I can't even see them. So uh, I'll, why don't you jump into some questions right well, away? Let's just get uh, it, get get Bethany right on right on our heels from I the mean, beginning. I mean, I always love hearing about everyone's story at Worldwide Express and where you started and kind of what positions that you've moved into to get you to where you are now. And you mentioned that you were in sales at one point too. So now I'm really interested in, in hearing kind of what your story at Worldwide Express was. Yeah, of course. Um, So my story started about 10 years ago. Um, I interviewed for a ton of jobs right out of college. I knew I wanted to go into sales. Uh, My dad was in sales and I love building relationships and talking with people and learning about people. Um, So I really felt like sales was um, the way for me to go. And um, I don't know, Alice, if you know this, but Will knows I'm fairly aggressive, um, so I thought that that might be the right way to go. So um, I interviewed. Um, I worked. Um, I interviewed with um, our Dallas Northwest franchise, which no longer exists. But it was the very first franchise owner was um, the franchise that I interviewed at, and um, I went on a field ride with a guy named Doug that. Ultimately, I ended up marrying. So mm. that's no also way. a fun fact. <laughs> Worldwide <laughs> Express just brings people together. You see that? <laughs> yep. Look at us. Yeah. So I worked there as an AE for about a year. I did really well, but um, just the constant um, hunting and not building relationships was really something that you know I wasn't interested in. I wanted to move more into an account management role. And my sales manager at the time was like, well, no, you have to keep selling. And I was like, but I don't like selling these deals and then handing them off to people that don't care about my account. And then, you know, like they don't, they don't like handle the account properly, Um, which is, you know, one of the reasons why we shifted from the franchise model to the corporate store model is because, you know, we can offer a better level of customer service. And um, so I really kind of wanted to get into that account management role and that just wasn't really an option. And so one of my friends called me one day and um, asked, hey, like we have a job open at this energy company here in Texas. Um, Do you want to come over here and work? And I was like, you know what? I think so. I don't think I can't really see myself growing into a role besides, you know, unless my sales manager quits or dies, like, I don't know like how I'm going to grow my career here. And so I made the change over to um, TXU is the name of the company. I worked there as a customer experience business analyst for um, a little over a year. And um, in hindsight, it was the best move I could have made because it gave me a lot of tools um, to, you know, use at Worldwide in my second half at Worldwide. So I was there for about a year and, you know, I liked it okay. It was a corporate job that I could, you know, climb up slowly, but 
Um, you know, I didn't love it. And then Brenda Newman called me one day and was like, hey, we um, have a few positions open at corporate. Uh, do you want to come interview and see if, you know, you'd be willing to come back? And I was like, absolutely. I loved Worldwide. I love the culture. I love the people. I just, like, wasn't in the right role at the time. And so I um, interviewed with Newman, interviewed with Grayson, um, because Grayson at the time was um, my boss because he was over tech at one point. So that's wow. so funny. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> Burkhead built yeah. the CRM and Grayson was a head of tech. This, this yeah. speaks a lot about just how far we've come as an organization because yeah. that makes no sense whatsoever. And I love Grayson. Great, yeah. he, he should be a guest too. I think, Alice, you've talked about yeah, that. Yeah, I want him on here. Oh, yeah. Grayson is amazing. So you should definitely have him as a guest. But he and Wall are the ones that hired me. Um Anyway, so I was interviewing with Tom and Rob, and they were like, okay, um, you know, we have a few different roles open, but what we think you should do is tech support. And I was like, okay, guys, I'm totally willing to do that. But just in full disclosure, like, I can't even really work my iPhone. So I don't know (laughs) if I'm really fit for this role, but I will definitely do my best and try. And they're like, "Hmm, yeah, that's fine. And I was like, right. okay, cool. So um, I worked with Daywall for, um, you know, a little while. And then we had brought um, some other uh, people in that are no longer here, Amy Milligan. Um, but, you know, she kind of took over tech support and technology over the years. And over the years, I really just, um, the one thing that I was kind of responsible for was, working with the field and understanding what their needs were and then going back and telling the development team what we needed to change. And then at the same time, making sure that our sales teams and ops teams from our franchise base um, knew how to use the system sure. and, you know, how to kind of hack WestNet is the best way to put it, you know, like tips, tricks, this is how you can build this, this is how you can do that. So, right. So um, you're the bridge then is it sort of between the two worlds that could flow yeah. because you had the sales experience on one end, you were building up your sort of repertoire on the tech side and then yep. understanding and immersing yourself in all the great things about WestNet that, yeah, that, that, that's exactly that, right. that we then had to sort of deploy or change or mm-hmm. update along the way. Cause I know, you know, that's obviously gone through so many updates and stages there. So, um, oh, yeah. I, ju- I just want to backtrack a little bit because now 10, you've been with the company 10 years, but, um, you started off as an account executive for a year. And now that was probably right after we switched from DHL and converted over to UPS. So you're probably in the early stages of that. And then yep. freight too. So were you still selling with us when we just got into the sort of the freight market and diversified? Yeah. So I started in June of 2010 and we had technically started selling freight in 2009. Mm-hmm. And one of the things about being in Dallas is we had access to, you know, the guys at corporate. So Chris Lee and um, some of those other guys that were here in the early days they would come out to our markets and help us like learn about freight and help us sell freight. And so we kind of got into that pretty early um, here in Dallas. And so, um, yeah, we had just started, I was selling LPL and UPS uh, in 2010. Yeah. It's so funny, sort of your story. And and we've had people, you know, that that have sort of come back with the organizations after going somewhere else for a year or two. And it's always a good experience for them, but they say, you know, what brought me back was the camaraderie, the culture, and just, you know, the core values of, of, of sort of who we are as a company, but we lost so many people along that way. And that's one of the things that we did from a franchise standpoint to come to corporate is because most people were single franchise owners. They might've owned two if you were lucky and there was zero way 
for anybody good to move up unless they move to a different franchise owner. And that franchise owner could have a different value system, could have a different comp structure, could have a different whatever it was. I mean, they were all fairly in line, but, you know, there is differences among franchises. And so, you know, uh, we found a lot of the talent like you and or Evan Ahern or John Sheehan or many others, Jeremy Lake, that have sort of come back you know, over the years, but there was, there was no doubt that we sort of lost some good, talented people because of that old model that we were running where they had a great sales manager and that sales manager was doing really well. And the reality is, is they couldn't move up because they were just pigeonholed into that job. And if they wanted more, they couldn't really get more. And so that was one of the biggest. And I was lucky because I was here in Dallas. Right. So there was, yep. Are you from Dallas? I really left out. Um, So I grew up in the DFW area until Mm -hmm. Um, eighth grade and eighth grade, I moved to Houston, um, oh. where, and my parents were still there. And so, um, I, that's kind of home because that's, but for the most part of my life, and then after college, I moved back to Dallas. And so the majority of my life I've spent in DFW. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, and if you ask me where I'm from, I also kind of say Houston too, because that's where my parents are. And that's where, you know, I graduated from high school. So kind of oh, all over Texas. Let me ask you this. What's your favorite food spot in, in Dallas? This should be a... Oh, there's so many. Favorite. Dallas has got an emerging food scene in the last five years. Yeah, Dallas has a great food scene. Um, you know, there's one of Tom's favorites, Uchi, is a sushi place. Um, love Uchi. Uh, you know, we have some great steakhouses too. Uh, Nick and Sam's obviously being the one sure. where the ace people go. Probably my favorite steakhouse it is um, Albernay's, which is um, down closer to Highland Park. Um, they just have like a great menu, great wine list um, mm. for as far as steakhouses go. Um, but we also have some super cool like Vietnamese restaurants that have like there's a new, there's a Vietnamese restaurant that has um, a sommelier on staff, and so it's like all these cool crazy wines from all over the world, and then like the super good Vietnamese food. Um, so you know. I am a pretty big foodie, so asking me what my favorite restaurant is. Yeah, yeah. That's why, that's why her and Alyssa are friends, because Alyssa's a foodie, too. That's why her and Alyssa are such good friends. Well, it's always good, because now, you know, when, when, when people start traveling again, and it opens up, hopefully, when they'll come out with a vaccine, but you just gave some listeners some places to go to. Yeah, for sure. You know, which, oh, yeah. Which, which is great, because they don't yeah, necessarily know when they're down there. Yeah, if anybody needs any restaurant recommendations, feel free to shoot me an email. I'll, I'll give you plenty. Yeah. Well, um, getting back to sort of the the fact that you sort of immerse yourself in tech and you were the bridge from sales and ops over to technology and what we had to do from the platform. And I know that's a little bit what you're doing right now to a much larger degree. So you stayed in that tech vein. What was your title when you were first doing that when J-Wall and Grayson hired you? So when J-Wall and Grayson first hired me, I was just a technology support specialist, I Mm -hmm. think is what we called it. Um, and so I did that for a couple of years and then J-Wall um, eventually transitioned over to the account management and training side. And so um, after that, I moved into the director of tech support role and we kind of did everything. So hardware support for people in the office, um, any testing on any um, new code that would come out. Um, we would, you know, help our users, like help our franchisees with any um, questions they had about the platform. I used to email you constantly random stuff. You were my only go-to at corporate, if you remember. I was just like, well, I'll just email Bethany. (laughs) She'll figure it out. Ridiculously dumb emails about stuff. I'm just like, I don't know. Bethany. But honestly, that's the best way 
to like learn the system is like, okay, I just got to figure it out. And so you just kind of like hot and back around and wet until you figure right. it out. And so that was really how I learned a lot was, and then obviously working with the development team that built it. So, you know, that there's that inside too, but it, it's a lot of uh, figuring it out for sure. Yeah. I think, I think that transfers the same way in sales, right? The more experiences you have in front of customers, the more questions they ask you, the more you have a product knowledge base. Cause if you don't know it, you got to tell them you get back to them, then you got to look it up. And then the next thing you know, that's another thing that you have to say, Oh, yep. actually someone asked me this before, or I've experienced this before on a setup, whether it's a thermal printer, whether it's an integration with shopping cart, ship rush, ship station, whatever it is, I know what to do here. And that's why, yep, that's um, exactly right. you know, a lot of people that are active early on their product knowledge is astronomically better than people that necessarily aren't as active. But there are little things in the office that people do as far as drill for skill here in Jersey and Philly. And, mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, one of the things with the U and Wexnet that was rolled out a long time ago is there's some little things that they can do along the way to show mastery of a certain pulling over from FedEx to you name it, whatever it is and into our, into our sort of the address books, things like that, that they can sort of see. And that's what I love about some of the stuff that we've done whether it's in connect my connect plug um, or whether it's in, it, it, I love it. whether it's in the U is that there's, there is a lot of content in there that if people just pivot and actually look at that, they can help answer a lot of questions or things that they're going through. That's, they don't might even know there's a video in there showing them how to step-by-step step how to do that. And mm -hmm. I think um, a lot of the things that we're working on, or I'm, we're not working on Bethany and her team is working on is, <laughs> is making that even easier and more accessible to people, you know, so they can yep. see a lot of that stuff. So, yeah, um, exactly right. one of the things we ask all our guests, I think that's, is, is very exciting is what is something that you can share with us? Cause a lot of you're, you're like the black ops covert team and you don't want to give away too much <laughs> that you're doing. Cause you know how salespeople are. We'll salivate over yep. that. I mean, yeah. Leah yep. Parker last week, she's like, we have an easy button for pricing. Oh and I was just like, okay, that's cool. And then I was excited for it, but then she nonchalantly drops maybe down the road, instant ROEs approval yeah. or denial. That was instantly and, talked about on our district call too. Dude, that, that was the <laughs> was amount like, of people and emails that we got from that for people that listened to that. And she did, it was yeah. like, it was almost like a throwaway line in, in her. And she's like, well, it's a throwaway because I can't really control that as much as I can CSP. I'm sort of owning that one. But I know this yeah. is something we've always wanted to do that we think we can get to. And that was just like, everybody was like dog on a bone. Like when, 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 this is awesome. This is cool. And so I don't yeah. want to overcommit you to... Um, anything, but if there's one thing that you're excited about that your group is working on right now that you think will have the biggest impact to the field that you can tell us about, what do you think it is outside of just Salesforce itself? Cause I know that's just massive in general, but is there any, what, you know, some of the add-ons to Salesforce yeah, that you really say, are yeah, excited about or, is, or yeah. we're able to use within Salesforce? Yeah, so it is, you, got, um, you, so you you didn't see Alice right there, but she leaned in and she got really <laughs> aggressive with me. It was like specifically, like she really wanted to know. It was uh, we got to do start doing video teams things so we can do teams or whatever because that was yeah that was uncomfortable. Absolutely, um, no, I'm very excited about Alice's excitement. So I'm gonna <laughs> call her later. Um, no, so one of the things that I'm most excited for you guys to have with Salesforce is um, Einstein. It's one of, it's a Salesforce product. It is um, artificial intelligence and um, it is super, super cool reporting features. Um, obviously, right out of the gate, we're just going to 
um, give you guys access to Einstein. So all salespeople have access to Einstein um, reporting within Salesforce. And so you can have some different types of reporting in there. We're going to give you guys access to a lot of the same reports you have today. But as we continue to use Einstein, um, it's going to get smarter and it's going to learn about us and who we are. And um, one of the things that we can do right out of the box is we are going to be able to score leads. So we'll be able to give you, you'll be presented with your list of leads and you'll see what the mm-hmm. score is on it and how likely you are to close that deal. And so that way we can start really putting our salespeople in position to um, focus on, you know, deals that are more likely to close rather than just chasing, you know, whatever lead they think might be a good. Um, and then just some of the other reporting features you guys are going to have access to that you just are is painful to get to today. You're going to be able to log in. You're going to be able to see all the stuff you have and connect, but then it's just going to be even bigger than that. So um, Einstein is probably the thing that I'm most excited about giving to the sales team uh, just because it's got some really cool features that we're going to be able to grow throughout the years. And um, it's just really going to enable you guys um, to have better data and to make better decisions and, um, you know, ultimately make more sales. Okay. Well, that's sort of like predictive analytics, I guess. Is that what they call that? I don't even yeah, know what that yeah, is. It's, yeah. It's some artificial intelligence and predictive analytics and um, machine learning. It's, you know, all these buzzwords that are around, um, <coughs> excuse me, that are around data today. Um, Salesforce is one innovator of the year for the past couple of years from Forbes magazine. And so they, that's where they're putting a ton of their um, R&D into right now is, oh. you know, honing in on all of that. And so I think that's just going to be um, one of the game changers for us um, as we move forward. We should have that award for Worldwide Innovator of the Year, like someone within yeah. the company. That could be someone in tech side, you, Howard, Lauren, you know, there's, there's Blaze, <laughs> Pete, Dolly. I mean, there's yeah. a whole... Yeah, Farouk. well, it could even be you. You created the podcast. I, well, yeah. So, so we're, that's revisionist history. I did, <laughs> I did, I did create Jaw Mac with Chet and the yeah. the Bob videos. That was that was me. Technically, the podcast was was Jeff, but oh. whatever. You didn't run nope. it as good as I do, so that's fine. <laughs> and then you took it over. I did. And kicked him out. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, look, dog eat dog world. You know, it's, it is what yeah. it is. Um, Wow. So Einstein, I, I, I sort of like that. So as far as the arc of all this technology, because it's such a transformational shift for us, I feel like we're not, we're at times when we first took over, we're on the, those, the old Nokia bricks, you know, when we got together and you could mm-hmm. just maybe play that caterpillar game where you ate the things. Snake. Snake? Yeah. Was that what it is? Yeah. Caterpillar. Yeah. caterpillar. Well, it was the same thing. Uh, close enough. And then um, we've sort of transitioned at times to a higher end Blackberry, you know? And yep. now we're going to go from that to the iPhone 13 that no one's seen, you know? Yep. And so yeah. that I, I, I assume takes a big team and a lot of work. And I was fortunate enough that you reached out to me, was it Monday or Tuesday? And yep. we had some call. I think I met Brittany and a few others or their part and some people that are on the migration team. And, um, or, um, and basically, by the way, Dolly is just pillaging some of some for, from her old company. It's amazing. They're all just like out of this world. So awesome. Yeah, they're very good. Yeah, she's out of this world. You're just like, oh, they know what we're doing. We'll be fine. Like, I don't even know what questions to ask him. I'm just like, wow, you seem to have this dialed in. I'll be over here and just let me know when it's done and I'll sell it. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's, it, it's, you know, to, to have that knowledge and that, you know, experience and have them sort of come over and shift to our team and help us sort of 
get to the next level of where we want to be from a tech standpoint is amazing. But um, yeah, where do you think the arc is and we land the plane? Because there's so much. I mean, one could argue that technology is going to have the biggest impact on on our company over the next 18 months than anything. I mean, sales, sure, op, sure. We all have to do our part. Don't get me wrong. But as Dolly yeah. likes to say, there's a heavy lift coming from your group to sort of get us to not only you know, to the platform of our, of our peers in many cases, um, you know, cause there's always software companies coming out with some little gadget that looks pretty yeah. cool that has a whole bunch of colors, but just knowing what sort of in the, you know, coming down the pipeline is, I like to say pike, by the way, you stopped that uh, Alice on me the other day, but <laughs> knowing what's coming down the pipeline and where we're going is just a massive amount of work. And just candidly, it's, it's, for those of us that have been around a while on things like WaxNet, we're a little bit in awe of the work that you guys are doing and how, I guess the question is, what do you think the time frame is that we can get there? Is it a 2022 thing, 2023 thing, mid-2021 thing? Because there's a lot of work to do. Yeah, there's a ton of work to do. So um, we do have a go-life plan um, starting in Q2 of 2021. Um, we're on track to hit that plan. We will start with the uni brand first. Right. Um, so we are going to start there. And then starting in July, we'll start migrating worldwide um, customers over and our internal employees over um, to the new systems. And so we do have um, the plan to be wrapped up by the end of 2021. Wow. So it's a 2021 thing. Um, and it, it is going to be a heavy lift for everyone, not just tech, it's going to be sales, ops, finance, um, you know, everybody's got to kind of get it over the finish line, support our customers, support each other. Um, but yeah, I think that a 2021 goal to get this done is totally doable. And I think we're going to be able to hit it. Well, there's so many things, especially on the sales side, you know, it's like the things that we're going to have to learn and the, and the tutorials yeah. we're having to go through. It's almost mm -hmm. like, you know, learning another language for, for those of us that don't have the experience with Salesforce. It is, Alice. but I think, <laughs> you know, yeah. it is, but I think um, a lot of people in sales have been tested with technology lately because of the quarantine mm -hmm. and everything that's happened. So, yeah. and yep. I think, you know, everyone's kind of realized like how critical it is to understand that and learn it and adapt to it. So I think most people are probably really looking forward to it. Okay. Well, I feel bad because you're sitting across from me and you have X'd out four things on, on, you, on your I questions. Know, you read my questions. I can't read your questions upside down. So I, I'll turn this over to you. Do you have something that you're that you're thinking about? Because you got a whole bunch of questions over there. I feel bad. Stop looking at them. I can't see them under, you know? Well, some of them are notes too. Okay. Um, I mean, well, we kind of, just the flow of the conversation kind of, some of the questions kind of get answered as we go too. Um, so I do have a couple. So I, obviously you work with sales a lot too, because you, um, do a lot of the communication between tech and between sales. And because I'm in sales, I like to ask this for me and my peers, but what could we in sales do to kind of make your job easier? Oh, <laughs> read, um, read the emails. <laughs> Step one. Not email you back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> read the emails, um, maybe hit a Google search. No, I'm kidding. Um, so in my role that I'm in today, um, I think that I have a super good relationship with the sales team. Um, that everybody is super helpful. And, you know, I, whenever we need help on, you know, getting feedback on Speedship slash NextGen and getting, um, you know, getting anything we need done for that and built out for the future, everybody's super willing and to help with that. I think probably um, 
that question is probably more like, what about what we're doing today? Um, I think that, um, I think that probably just giving the team, the tech team grace, um, and our tech team also giving the sales team grace of like, salespeople aren't tech and tech people aren't salespeople and they don't move at the same pace. And so it's like sometimes salespeople have problems that they don't really fully grasp is like bigger than a bread box. And so it's going to take sure. some time to figure out. And yeah. so it's just kind of like, having a little bit of patience and grace for the other team on the other side of the fence. Mm. Um, Very but, biblical, you know, patience and grace. I like that. <laughs> it's, 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 it's sort of like empathy, right? I mean, the, the, yeah. the, the reality is, and in, in I'm, unfortunately, I'm on the connect email string and the amount of questions that we get and they just think that there's like some switch that we flip and then just <laughs> flips it. And, yeah. you know, Blazer, you know, Pete doesn't really do that anymore. He's all, all fully on next gen. But there's a lot yeah. of support that goes into connect, as you know, Bethany. And it's like, um, well, yeah, that's just, we just can't do that in a second. You're going to have to wait a week. Is that okay? And it's like a week. Yeah. No. Yeah. I want to see what this, and it's like, no, that's not the way that works. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of just always my advice. Um, but that's also my advice to mm. the tech team too, is you have to remember like the salespeople aren't technical and they're very type A, they're very fast paced. Like they want it done and they want it done now. And so it's like, everybody just kind of needs to like remember those things about each other and, you know, be patient and work through it together. So. Will's got another call coming through. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I mean, sales in general tend to be pretty hyper. We want things done right away. I mean, I'm sure we we call tech off the hook instead of just waiting for an email response. So um, that's definitely good advice. Um, It makes a lot of sense. You know, it's a department that we don't work too closely with. um, That you know, we definitely need to realize that we work at different speeds. For sure. So. My phone. I don't know why I had the do not disturb on. <laughs> sure. Brian's going to be upset that I took him. To, I just want you to know, I put our senior voice, our vice president of sales on ignore. Oh man, we should have, to, to we keep this have going. third him in. You think so? Yeah. Third way? Is that, is, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> is that a third, there's a third way I'm in? <laughs> yeah, good. We, we can third yeah. way I'm in. So, um, I'm not the tech person. Right, yeah, no. Um, so, so, you know, you've had, you've had an awesome career arc. It's been 10 years. What is your, um, favorite moment in the last 10 years at what Worldwide Express? That's another one of my questions. I can't see your questions for the 10th time. You're across the me and it's upside down. But, um, what is one of your favorite moments? Cause everybody's got one. Oh my God. Um, favorite moment of Worldwide Express. Wow. Um, that's tough. Uh, you know, well, I think my favorite moment. And all of Worldwide Express history was seeing Gronk smash you and Brian's face in the kitchen. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. You're just coming right yeah. after me, Leigh, huh? Now Anna? we know she really feels Wow. Wow. There, yeah. There, there was um, a lot of tension during that time at the end of the fusion sale. And, yeah. um, you know, it was just a little bit of, um, you know, pardon the pun here, but it was really nice and cake. Yeah, but, yeah, no. Um, it, it was it great because all the frustration you had for Joe, you guys took out on Brian and I. So I really appreciated that. I really appreciated being yeah. the, the brunt of that. I know Madine loved yeah. it. He had some fake thing. It was so funny because, true story, he was up there and he's like, I remember all the emails you sent. And he's like, 
showing them off. They were all blank. No one sent him any emails. He was just, it was all for show. I don't know. I didn't anyway. But um, so he, he probably received them from others, I, I, I can imagine. Um, yeah. What were these emails? Who knows? Who <laughs> <Yeah>. knows? <laughs> Crazy man was at the wheel. You don't, you don't know what's going on. Uh, you don't know what these yeah. emails were. Uh, it could have been anything. Wow. So, wow. Uh, that, that's kind of, I'm kind of being tongue in cheek because, you know, that it, it involved you. I, there's so many good memories from Worldwide. You guys had Leah on mm. last mm-hmm. week. Um, that dinner that she talked about, one of the best Worldwide dinners. Um, it was hilarious, out of bounds, fun. Um, I, and then, I was surprised know, at that because that group. Uh, great group because you're hilarious. Uh, Leah likes to laugh. Grayson's a great storyteller. I don't know that UPS guy, but apparently he's one of the funnier human beings on this planet. And then O'Shaughnessy yeah. got thrown in there, and I was like, "Wow, okay." He can't, yeah. he, he 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 sort of brought his A game for that dinner. It must be. He he did. He brought his A game for that dinner. Yeah. So, um, but you know, I you know I love worldwide. I love the culture. There's so many good memories. Um, so you know, I had to pick the one that had you. In. Sure. Well, I appreciate that. So. <laughs> Um, you guys are, are moving, I heard, soon. You're mo- moving day, or did you already move? Moving day was the other day, maybe Monday? Heck? Yeah. Aren't you, aren't you moving yeah. to, to like so, the 15th floor or 16th floor or something like that? What's going on? Yep. So we are, um, so we're shutting down the Oakland office, mm. um, which I've been saying for years, has some bad juju. And, sure. um, you know, it, it, we've survived a fire. Um, our office caught on fire. Um, like a year or so ago so we wow. survived that like a real fire that had to be put out like we had to be out of our office for like eight weeks while it got wow. cleaned up eight weeks wow i didn't know yeah. that uh, maybe i did um, i think i did <laughs> <laughs> it flooded recently um we've had multiple flu pandemics in that office like it, it i heard that bad, <laughs> i heard that last year it, like the flu went that, like you the, guys should have been out a lot flu- sooner <laughs> is there still that it wasn't there like a yeah. hotel right by there, like a little, like a block away yeah. on the left. That was such yeah. a crazy yeah. place to stay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we are, um, you know, with the world changing with COVID, um, a lot of people in tech don't want to be in the office anyway. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. um, everybody, we kind of think like, okay, we're probably going to go to a mostly optional work from home, mm-hmm. um, model anyway. And so, you know, we might as well, um, close down the Oakland office and move everyone to victory. We always wanted to be at victory anyway. There just wasn't room. Um, and so now that we're kind of transitioning to this, you know, optional work from home model, um, especially during COVID, we thought, you know what, now's the perfect time. And so um, I think it's great to have tax back with the business so that we can, you know, work together and not be isolated. So we never want that. And um, so, yeah, we're excited to move back over to Victory. Nice. So actually, you talked about uh, COVID a little bit and the change in plans there. How are you dealing with it? Because you have a, a very bubbly, outgoing personality and, and you're someone that creates energy for those around you, especially in the office, right? Because you just have yeah. that type of energy. And now... You're working from home. How have you transitioned? Yeah. So it was pretty tough at first. Like I've never been someone that really cares to work from home. I have always been someone that likes to work in the office. I think people are more efficient, especially with what we're building with NextGen. It's a lot of collaboration that we have to be like, I'm on calls all day long, every day, because we're, you know, collaborating, working through stuff, doing demos, like testing, like we're just always working together. And so you do lose some of that efficiency um, and you lose the efficiency because it's just a hard time in the world. Parents are having to 
teach their kids and people are concerned about their family members and sickness going on around the world. And, you know, in tech, we have a lot of people that are, um, you know, not from the U.S. And so they have family that they haven't seen in years. And, you know, they're, you know, sick and they don't know how they're going to get home. And it's just like all of these different things is really hard um, for people that are, you know, that lead to us not being able to fully focus on sure. work. Um, so there's that inefficiency, um, which is totally normal for this time. You know, it's something that we kind of have to take in stride. But then for me personally, I mean, working from home at the beginning, like some days I would go on a walk and I'd like start crying. And I'd be like, why am I crying? I'm not yeah. even a crier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just because you're closer um, to Doug more, 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 longer than you, than you want to be. It's like, can he leave now? Doug was traveling like 50 to 75% of the time. And then all of a sudden we're stuck in a house together. We need a lot of us to leave. except to go on walks. Um, so... I know. Well, I that's that, that's why I came yeah. to work every day during it because I was just like, there's no way with the travel schedule that I had for the last eight years that I can yeah. be in the house. Well, for, you, have, you know, you have kids too, so we're lucky that we don't have kids during all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, like multiple people have told us, like, wow, what a time for you guys to not have kids. Yeah. Good job, right now. Well done. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well done. Um, so I, you know, I converted my dining room into an office mm-hmm. and. Um, I would say that probably it was like the first few weeks were fine because it was like kind of fun and new and cool. I'm like, oh, like we've got a pandemic. Like we're going to work from <laughs> home and for a couple of weeks and then we're going to go back to work. And then we just kept not going back to work. Right. Yeah. I think that's kind of what it felt like. It, it felt like a yeah. global vacation. Yeah. It's like everyone's yeah. just going to be at home. And yeah. then it was like, all right, this is yeah. the time. Yeah. This doing is, this these, is doing enough. Happy hours, like making the best of it. Like, you know, everybody's like doing that. Well, then we get to like mid-April and everybody's like, absolutely not. Yeah. Like, I'm like, this is terrible. Everyone so I starts probably, looking crazier on the conference calls. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> yeah. People have adjusted lately i think a lot better and it's something that I, I think that comes down from you know tom dolly summer joel everybody up top brian that and hr really yeah. kid malarda it's like we have put a more of an emphasis on personal health and well-being and, and you yeah. said it it's funny i know you're a listener to some of the podcasts but i i did the same thing and alice knows this even when, when people come back and 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 Depending on Jersey, you know, we get five or seven people back on the sales side. A few ops people roll in and in Philly, it's the same thing. There yep. might be 20 people, but you might get five someday rolling in and rolling out. No matter what it is, I take a walk for a half an hour any day just to get outside and just be like, okay, I've been on a lot. I've been in front of a screen. Instead of being in front yep. of people right there, it's just a different energy when you're in front of people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like I've been in front of a screen for six hours on this Zoom call, this team's call, this Zoom call. And it's like, okay, I just need to yep. get out and see what the world's like for a second. Second. Yep, decompress. Yeah, sure. decompress. But but but, but yeah, I feel like you're you're not risk averse though, because aren't you going somewhere this week? Aren't you going uh, this weekend with some friends somewhere, driving around, hitting the town? Yeah, yeah, we're just like traveling all over, you know, doing whatever. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. You're um, a super spreader. I know you. I know you. <laughs> I'm on to you. So where are you going? If you don't mind me asking, can you say? Is there any place fun? Yeah, we're going to Austin. Okay, I didn't get the invite. But that's fine. Um, <laughs> you, I'm, I'm not offended. Would you like to jump on a plane and come down to Austin? I would not jump on a plane. I, I, Medine still flies around, obviously, and he's like, "When are you coming to Dallas?" I'm like, uh, "When they put a needle in my arm and they say hey, this is, <laughs> they say this is a vaccine." Well, it's not only like that, but 
you know, I think what it is, it's, it's not even me. I would get on a plane tomorrow, but when you have three kids and you have the in-laws that are uh, older, you know, that come over yeah. every day, it's like, dude, I don't want to be, I don't want that hanging over my head, you know, yeah, you someone getting get, sick, exactly. you know, it's, you know, that's where we're pretty strict with masks and everything. Um, yeah. Well, Bethany, Will said that he does his, um, you know, he does his walk that he goes yeah. out and disappears and no one knows where he is. Right. He's somewhere on the track walking yeah. around. Well, there's a walking track right behind yeah, you. You I can know, look. I'm not there's, missing. There's some like other things too going on over there. Bocce, like, yeah, ping pong. Bocce. Yeah. Well, they took all the balls and everything so you can't play. Oh. Yeah, there's play. like pull-up bars yeah. and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm <laughs> so not doing those. Yeah. I can assure you. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're fine there. I'm not, I'm not doing... But one of the questions I like to ask, because I think it's important in this day and age, is do you have any type of routine? I know that you said you were going for walks, too, in the beginning of quarantine, but to kind of just help with, like, your mental health and keep you um, in any Yeah, form I do, um, for sure, have a, a routine. Um, I'm kind of a routine person anyway. Um, so I knew, I've always read that if you work from home, like, one of the most important things to do is to keep a routine. And so I still get up and take a shower every morning. And change clothes. Like, I, I mean, most days I put on workout clothes. I don't like, you know, go put on jeans or anything um, like a psychopath. But <laughs> I do like put, put clothes on and um, I put a little bit of makeup on. I don't like wear a ton of makeup, um, but I put a little bit on just to like feel a little normal. And um, I do try to go for a walk every day. Um, we do have a mandatory break from 12 to one in tech, um, because that is, um, the only time that like we were realizing we were getting people in meetings from like 8am to 7pm and there was no break. So we do have a mandatory 12 to one break. So I normally go to walk then, or, um, you know, sometimes I'll go to the gym or whatever now that the gyms are back open, but I don't love wearing a mask. So I try to avoid being in public yeah. um, and just would rather go walk outside of my neighborhood. But yeah, that's kind of, those are, I think the most important things um, for me is just like getting up every day and taking a shower, putting a little makeup on, putting, changing clothes, and then, um, you know, just getting a walk in for sure. And then other workouts, of course, too, but it's yeah. that walk that really, I think is the most decompressing part. I think so too. I love it. I, I at first I was day drinking and realized that wasn't productive. So I said, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I better do yeah, something that same. was walking. You know, I was just like, I'm just going to day drink. You know what I mean? This is great. Hartman was with me. Hartman and I were right there, you know, <laughs> having a happy hour over FaceTime. It was great. You know, have this shot with yeah. me. Well, okay. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, exactly. So we'll get into the fun stuff now. Um, what, you know, party of five, table of five, yeah. you and four others. Yep. This one's important too, because you've been in a couple people. So we want to see if yeah, they're yeah. going to be anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, that's true. Because I'll, uh, Leah, I think I said this on her, but uh, Leah and you and Grayson were the three most um, requested people. Really? Yeah. Wow. But by far, by far, you know, we, and we, we get some other people, but they're not as important. We'll get to him. Everyone like, talks about Hartman, but I don't think they invite him to dinner. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Well, he got a few. Um, you know, we, we got a we got a Larkin request. I mean, there are others, but we just sort of punt the others. Chat is has was supposed to have been on it. We've been teasing him for about ten episodes. Yeah, what happened to that? He, yeah. he's local too. We can get him to come in. Yeah, we no, he's probably not. Kids. No, he's got four kids. Um, I the problem is she might say the same. Well, no, for for the worldwide one, she might say the same dinner. I might tell her that she can't use that dinner, but um, for. Part, party five, you and four others, anybody in the history of the world, past or present, who you got? Okay. So Julia Child, who I know is also on a list, but 
Wow. I'm also super obsessed with her. She's got a super cool story. I've read some of her books. Um, she I'm, was self-taught, you know, right? Was she self-taught? She's completely. Yeah. She's, she is mostly self-taught. She did go to Le Cordon Bleu in Paris um, when she lived over there um, back in the 50s and its early stages. So mm-hmm. um, she is somewhat classically trained, but a lot of it was her own doing, kind of. That's awesome. Um, and so uh, I always grew up watching her, and so I actually wanted to be a chef when I was a kid. And then I realized they have terrible hours and don't get paid. And I was like, okay, maybe maybe, maybe I'll just cook for fun. So you are a cook then. What's your, favorite, what's your best meal that you can make? That's a good question. Your go-to. Um, like, hey, I, I, have, I, have a dinner t- I have dinner guests coming, and this is the one that's a – this is a showstopper right here. What is it? So – I, Doug and I, every Christmas, so I am not a huge turkey and dressing person, mm. um, and so having it at Thanksgiving and Christmas every year is, like, too much for me, and so a few years ago, Doug and I started a tradition of doing a prime rib dinner Ooh. for the family, um, because, A, we would buy it, and then we wouldn't have to buy, like, the grandparents' presents, because we'd say, here, we're buying you this prime rib, sure. um, and so our prime rib dinner is probably the one that we make the most often mm-hmm. i'm pretty adventurous in the kitchen so like i don't mind like cooking anything at all so like we'll do like we'll do like you know spanish night we'll make paella or we'll do yeah. make homemade pasta or you know we do all kinds of stuff um that's super fun but uh yeah probably but if i like my go-to impress dinner would definitely be prime rib or you know we'll throw steaks on the grill too so, so. That's, that's crazy so uh, there's two things that you know i'm a big seinfeld fan that just the, the, the quandaries of life so one i've heard from others that they don't like thanksgiving dinner back to back I've heard some people don't like turkey and, you know, I, I don't, I think yeah. Bob's like that. I don't know if I. Bob doesn't like mashed potatoes. I, I don't, they, they, oh. they, they find like the Whoa. turkey setting to so be, <laughs> to, 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 to not be great. And I was just like, I don't agree with that. But then two, so it sounds like you're sort of in the camp of, I can deal with a Thanksgiving dinner. I just don't want it within five weeks of each other um, doing yeah, that. That's and, it. and then um, two, your prime rib. Now, do, are you in the camp of it's acceptable to have sour cream with your prime rib or no sour cream um well we make the horseradish stuff okay so it's a horseradish sour cream type of thing or is it just horseradish well so i like really strong horseradish flavor but doug is not super into it so i have two kind of horseradishes that i'll do one with sour cream and then one with whipping cream and so um we don't do straight sour cream it's got like you know horseradish tobacco lowry gotcha like it's it's like a dip kind of thing but yeah we do make that when we do prime rub yeah everybody's got their own little things that they do i've seen people put ketchup on eggs and but like for for me i do that as well yeah i feel like that's not weird sour cream sounds weird well i put ketchup on hot dogs and everybody's like you can't do that but ketchup on hot dogs yeah people tell you you can't do that well because they think technically you should put put mustard mustard i do ketchup yeah that's fine so for me, I don't really love the azu sauce or gravy, so but I love sour cream, so I'll eat my prime mm-hmm. rib with sour cream. Oh, so it's just a you thing. Yeah. No, I think there's others that fall into the camp. That's why I asked the question, Alice. And okay. yeah. turns out Bethany does a little bit of goes a little bit further because she says, Hey, I like the sour cream, but I like to mix it with horseradish. So I take it once mm-hmm. that the Julia Childs came out of her and she just upped her game. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, I I don't have that level of talent. So yeah. I just now you know, just add some horseradish. I, I just go straight to the tub of 
sour cream because it just makes the most sense because it's like I, there's nothing I need to do here but just take it out of the package. It works. So scoop it out just like that. Yeah, scoop it out. <laughs> put it on. Okay, so you got Julia Childs. Who else you got? Um, Ina Garten, who's another chef. Um, she's Barefoot Contessa. She's the other name she goes by. She's just this like super cool woman that lives out on Long Island um, in the Hamptons. Yeah. And, um, you know, always has her collar flipped and is making all these amazing meals and cocktails. And so I would totally have her there. Um, <laughs> the third one is Garth Brooks. Oh, wow. He came. Um, he's yeah. back now. He had like a 10-year hiatus there where no one heard from him. He, he took over the world. Then went, yeah. then went dark, and then he's now back, like, for the last two or three years. He's I feel back. like he's in the mix, yeah. Yeah, he kind of, like, stopped for a while, spent time with family, raised his kids or whatever, and um, then kind of came back, and he's been doing shows, and mm-hmm. we've seen him a couple of times, because he's from Tulsa, and which is where Doug is from, and so we've gone to some of his concerts, and yeah. he's just a great entertainer, and I always, I grew, you know, I'm from Texas, so sure. grew up on country music, um, so... Yeah, it's a tough one for me. You know, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I, being from Texas, yeah. a lot of people would probably say, like, why wouldn't you choose George Strait? But sure. I think that for a dinner party, I think Garth would be more fun. Um, if we're, sure. <laughs> if yeah, we're yeah, yeah. It what it is. Um, and then my last one would be Troy Aiken. Oh, yeah, that's a great one. Great one. Yeah. So, I, I, um, I candidly, I love your whole list because uh, the Food Network is on a lot in my house, even though none of us cook. But we just like to see what the <laughs> more talented yep. people can figure out. And so it's it's a great show. That, you know, we're Rachel Ray. All these all these are always on. Um, uh, Garth Brooks, he would be a great dinner guest that I feel like I'd love to have too. I just I just can't get my arms wrapped around country music. I feel like it's opera in my mind too, where it's like, it's either you like country. No, no. Either you like country or you don't, and you like opera or you don't. I feel like there's no middle ground. There. There's no country yeah. song that you've listened to that you like. Like even in the summertime when you're outside day drinking. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> what do you listen to? Uh, good question. Classic rock, hard rock, you know, Tom Petty, okay, yeah. Dave uh, Matthews, that sort of. Yeah, I, you're done from the way. You know, yeah. I just sort of, that's, you know, that's sort of my cup of tea a little bit, you know. Like a little yeah. ACDC and you, know, you throw a little bit of thing. Guns N' Roses, all time. Oh, yeah. Greatest band of all time. Fact. Um, they just had to run. I've seen them in concert. They're yeah. pretty good. I saw them in Philly too. They rocked the house. Axl Rose rocked the house. He, he put on a great yeah. show. But there's I, there's I, a lot of good bits. I'm sure there is a- I miss concerts. Is, is Sweet Home Alabama sort of like rock, right? It's like soft rock. That, they call that like, a, what, like Americana or something, yeah. I think. It's- not yeah, I guess it's probably considered rock, but I'm I don't know. It's, it's not quite it's rock. It's not well, like country either. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's yeah, country. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, well, hey, look, if you grow up in the Midwest, it, you just sort of country is in your blood, which is great. And I think it's it, it, that's the great thing about geography. It's just whatever you started listening to when you were a kid. A lot of times, you just really keep going, especially if a lot of the people that come from that area are very famous. You sort of feel attached to them. Um, yeah. Okay, so worldwide. You know, are you, you going to go with the same Leah dinner and just and and disappoint? You just told the, her she couldn't. No, and disappoint the audience, or or or, or are you going to? Are, are you you gonna, know, uh, I think I, I've got a different disappointment for the audience. I don't know if I could choose. Really? I, that's I that's honestly, such the wuss way out of this whole thing. It uh, is a wuss way out of it, but I will tell you, I if you told me you can only have four people at this dinner and you have, I mean, Will, you probably feel the same way, like. I've been here for 10 years. Like, oh, I got a list. I, don't even I, know I, I, I have a list and have and have not. 
<laughs> some pe- some people make the cut and some people don't. Bethany's just too popular. Yeah, she like me. I don't. I could care less about She's people's feelings. I'm like I'm like Joel. I'm I'm just like uh, when it comes to that, like a little bit of a of a robot. Here's my list. I mean. You know, I don't even really have real friends anymore. Like sure. all my friends are my work friends. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You know, um, you know, Kelsey, Alyssa, and Megan, Kelly, Jaywell, Leah. You know, we've all kind of grown up together. And sure. Then you know, as far as having a meal, like we do that well here at Worldwide, and that's one of the, my favorite things. Right. Um, and so you know, going to dinner with like Tom and Newman and Dustin and Grayson, and you know, sitting there with them, you go to dinner and. Like, I don't even have to pick up a menu. All I have to do is pick up my wine glass and enjoy dinner. Like, sure, and, yeah. And, like, food appears. And, um, yeah, I I thought about this for a long time of, right. like, who it would be. And I just, hmm. there's no way I could narrow it down to four people. Hmm. Well, you know, I, Leah did. Alyssa did. I'm just saying. You know, <laughs> they chose. I'm just saying. just fine. It's fine. They, they, they did choose. But there is... Um, I've got too much love for so many people that uh, <laughs> I, I just don't, I don't know that I'd be able to choose. I will tell you one thing sure. that I appreciate about um, Brian Spicer. I've learned, I've never had a meal with him, really, but he has apparently turned all of his guys into dessert people. So now when I go to dinner with his, right. with his guys, they're like, uh, BD, do you want dessert? And I'm like, Oh yeah, duh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Brian has a sweet tooth. I don't know if he, he already had it. I don't know if he got it for me because I'm a big dessert guy. I used to actually order dessert first when I used to go out when I was younger because I, I wanted to make sure I had enough room for dessert. And then I would order my yep. meal. And it was just little, it's a little, you got to make sure you get that in. Because right? like, if I drink too much and I eat too much and I'm not going to have dessert and I'm going to want dessert. So yeah. it's a missed opportunity. So don't do that. Just order so, dessert first. Disappointing. No matter how full I am, I pretty much always get dessert especially if we're at a group dinner sure uh, like when i rest out just being done that's not normally but if like we're doing a group dinner and everybody's like oh i'm so full i'm always the person that's like no we're no, getting we'll do dessert it. and then and then everybody's always like, it's, oh, it's a no God, regret move <laughs> right yeah. it's a no regret move like, why did you do that it was so good and i'm so full and i'm like yeah but you're so happy and full of love and, dessert <laughs> right, yeah. and wine and you know it's fine so yeah i'm, I'm always a dessert person brian hits the sweet tooth around 2 15 to 3 every single day and if you if, really? if, if, if you know him he'll have like m&ms or he'll have like you know some type of some type of gummy bear you know something he'll have something in his office so if you ever if you ever need to rummage through his stuff because mm-hmm. you need candy you know i guarantee <laughs> you he has candy somewhere there's no doubt about that it. was the great thing about tiger too tiger has a huge sweet tooth and so that's why we always have chocolate at corporate is yeah. because um we or i guess it's right? not corporate anymore yeah he's the corporate's founder. dangerous because they have those little mini hershey things on the bar or oh, on, yeah. on the thing when you walk in in the receptionist area yeah, yeah, yeah. every time i'm there I, I have about 20 of those a day I'm the reason why it's half empty. I only allow myself to have one a day. Otherwise, it would get out of control. Yeah. So what about uh, your favorite one, Alice? Your favorite question is next. You're looking at me blankly. I'll ask it. Spirit animal? That's Uh, your your favorite. That's not my favorite. It's one of them. I I don't know. I mean, I think it was Lauren Smith who just like nailed the spirit animal one she well she had a spirit animal party i know that's so next like, that is next then, level like, no one can really top it no I one can know. top lauren should Smith's. we retire that question <laughs> <laughs> thank you for telling me well do, do you have a spirit animal that you think you sort of relate to or who you would be um, if you were an animal 
uh, probably like a house cat is mm. kind of you know like the old Vince Vaughn the house cat <laughs> yeah, yeah, docile yeah, probably yeah Naps. docile likes to take naps um, might might growl at you um, when you try to pet me <laughs> um, but also like a puppy dog too you know I uh, also kind of get some energy going and run around uh, like a crazy person so um, I, I don't think I really have a spirit animal. Really? Okay. Well, hey, listen. Maybe. Um, yeah, maybe, probably more like, I'm generally more of a house cat kind of person. Okay. I like well, that one. Well, look, we will wrap this up with one more question probably because we're closing in on the hour mark. I know you just t- sort of talked about it from, you know, nine or eight thirty to seven, you guys have calls except for your 12 <laughs> to one. I am on the same type of schedule, although uh, my mind usually starts at nine fifteen or, you know, nine Oh five by the time I get in it sometimes I'm usually on the calls so early that it caused me to get late. I'm in late to work. At, I get in at nine Oh five. Cause I'm just like, Oh my God, I, I'm walking around the parking lot. I'm sitting in my car trying to finish the calls. So I can go into work. But, um, what was the question that you were going to ask, Alice? I forgot, um, well, this one will be a good one for you because you said that you're a foodie. Um, but what's your favorite food? Yeah, one last Ooh. meal. Last mm-hmm. rites. What are you oh, going with? Yeah, what's the meal going It be? sort of fits into oh. the prime rib, what you can make, but it's a different sort of vein off that. It's like, listen. Like if you could eat anything. If you could eat anything, it- last meal, what is it? Last meal? Yeah. Oh, man. One okay. more meal left. So I would definitely have steak fajitas. Um Wow. But then I would also probably have like um, the lobster risotto from Albernay's and oh. the cream corn. <laughs> from, from Nick and Sam's? Nick and Sam's. That cream yeah. corn is off the charts, <laughs> yeah. right? It's so good. Um, and, um, you know, I, I like in my mood. I also would probably want to bite a pizza. Like if I'm mm. having a last meal, like I love pizza. So I'm probably going to want to bite that did, too. Did Alyssa take you into the good pizza places in New York? Cause there's so many there. That, and, so and, and, Doug is a huge one bite guy. Um, oh, he, he's, he's moving like, to Philly, you know, he's moving to Philly. I should get him on the podcast. Really? You should get him on the podcast. Yeah. That would be very cool. Yeah. He's, he's moving to Philly. He sort of, he's, Why? he's, he's, he's Philly. No, I know he's a Boston guy. Well, his thing got, Bought up by Penn Gaming, or part of it, and so I think he probably is moving here. But I forgot his name. Dave Portnoy. Uh, yeah, Dave Portnoy. Yeah, yeah, he's always. I used to see him all the time because he goes to Saratoga and he's at the track constantly, and he used to do a lot of yep. videos at the track and everything. Um, yeah. Well, there, well, there's a one bite that he just did in Philly, probably six months ago, and the second highest ever, nine point seven. Remember, we had Tyler Monk go there. And really, it, so so yeah. here's the thing. Tyler's capitalizing on all the pizza deliveries. Well, he is. It, it's a good vertical for him, but mm-hmm. it was a nine point seven. And it, the place actually used to be, and I forgot the name of it now. It used to be in Haddonfield, right by my house. You don't and remember I, the name? I, and I never went there. No. Oh. Well, and, and I didn't know we were going to go down this vein. I don't know the name. We only ate there once. And um, so it was a nine point seven, and we're like, we got to try this. So we get pizza for the Philly office when I was here in Philly, and it opens at twelve. So we're like, we'll just call in our order. No phones. Yep. No phones. Yep, you don't no take person. orders over the phone. Oh. Done. Didn't even have a phone. Oh, I think so, I know the place. So you have to go there. It's like three miles away from here, four miles away from here. Yeah. So so you have to go there, cash only. We, Col, uh, Tyler gets there, I want to say 11, maybe 1045. There's a line a block and a half long already. He sees them. He's taking yeah. a picture. He sees them bring in from the market, the Italian market down the street. Angelo's. Angelo's. He sees them bring in the fresh dough and everything for that day. And then when they run out of their ingredients, done for the day. Sorry, guys. See you later. 
and that's it. That's pretty cool. I mean, that's like the promise that it's fresh, right? Right. So it's a promise that it's fresh, and they have actually have some really good sandwiches. I think we've been there one other time, but it's it's just so hard from there because the guys yeah the guys the guys have to go wait in line. The the line's gotten a little bit better, um, but he blew up for a little while there. But it was like a nine point. I don't know what it says. It was nine point seven. It was like literally the third highest or second highest he's ever given out. I think it's a 9.1. That's pretty cool. Hmm. The next time I come to Philly, I'll have to go. Well, that's a 9.1 on uh, whatever it is. That's like Yelp. But I mean, he's got a different thing. Yeah. yeah. It, it's a totally different <laughs> yeah, grading system. It's, it's a totally different grading system. It's one by challenge. One by everybody knows yeah. the rules. One by. <laughs> so, yeah. okay. So maybe if you come visit us ever um, and you actually let I us know. I and, and you actually let us know that you're here. Um, we will make sure that we order pizza from Angelos. Okay. I am totally down for that. And I'm super, I have only been to Philly once um, when we were doing kind of our Salesforce tour um, a couple summers ago. Oh, that's right. So you haven't even seen, yeah, you uh, you came to, I haven't seen the the new office or anything. So I'm ready to get back to Philly. Our podcast studio is great. Bruder, Bruder, who's, who's should be a guest at some point. He did him and the crew did an outstanding job of building it out. And we, so we moved to the Navy yard, which has got more like a college feel. Uh, before we were downtown, it was you know tough to get to your car, out of your car. We were just going in to the parking lot an hour, you know, because they'd stack all the cars there. You'd have to get them out, so they wasted an hour every single day. Plus, you were having to go into the heart of Philadelphia, which is always tough, and the rent was just through the roof. And so, we moved to the Navy Yard, which they were offering so many um, sort of incentives to move here: no sales tax. You know, if you grow by yep. a certain number, you'll you'll get kickbacks. And it was in a redevelopment something zone. And it's awesome being down here because we're right next to Urban. There's some people. There's all these other companies that are here. A lot of biotech, and there's a and a lot there's of ships. a lot of ships. There's the old ships that, that they get to steal the parts from. From our building has a periscope. Did you ever notice that? I did. I did. I did notice that in the two years we've been here. I, I spotted that one <laughs> uh, when I walked in. <laughs> but it's got like a you know like a you know, nine hole, like golf course. It's got a basketball hoop. It's got a walking track. It's got a major field where they have like concerts and food trucks. It's got a pretty vibrant scene. Even now under quarantine, there's still people that are out and about going around. So it's soccer it's, camps outside, soccer camps outside in the morning. I noticed that they got a good, they got a good turnout for that too. So, yeah. um, we would love to have you. So once yeah, this pandemic lifts, uh, I would, um, especially since we do have some people like Alice with a little yep. bit of a Salesforce background, mm-hmm. we'd love to have you come in help us sort of demo or teach or, you know, just, yeah. just work through it because that was awesome. And I think I've mentioned this before in previous podcasts when Dolly and everybody came and we were going through Salesforce and, and, and Microsoft, whatever it was, and just sort of the, the, the depth of knowledge and the putting together of what we thought we needed, whether it's gamification, whether it's Einstein, things like Einstein for predictive analytics and to sort of see yeah. what the solutions were that each company could offer. And then uh, was, Pretty cool because I, I was I was sort of front and center of seeing all those exchanges and what went down and things like that and the rollouts and their presentations. It was nice to be on a different side of a presentation for once as opposed to always pitching a presentation to, yeah. sort, of, to sort of see that. And um, yeah, we'd love to have you. So uh, please yeah. uh, don't be a stranger. Everybody, if you have any tech questions. Don't email yeah. Bethany. Email Bethany. <laughs> Where's my login ID? Yep, that's a good one. Um, what is my yeah, password? Yeah. There, there, have there, patience there, and grace. There's another one. She said she'd have patience and grace and get back to you. I'll gladly a- direct you to the right team for that. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, um, on our end, um, we appreciate everything that the technology team, we've had some other tech guests on, is doing to sort of enhance our ability to go to market and then just work internally. 
you know, like I said before, I think you guys have the, every job is important within Worldwide Express. And it's always nice to see how people started and then how in your instance, you came back and you're now, you know, nine, 10 years later, you can't even pick a party of five because you like so many people, but you are (laughs) integral in the growth of what we're trying to do as the organization. And in my mind, probably the most pivotal point of it, because, you know, if once we land the plane on that heavy lift, as Dolly likes to say, it's it's going to allow us to, I think, really, really, you know, like you said, I, I believe selfishly yep. we have a great sales force and if not one of the best in, in the, in the country, but it's going to allow us to, to sort of take the, the, the next step and really reach our unlimited potential. And so I'm excited for it and I appreciate everything you're doing and I hope you have a wonderful trip tomorrow to awesome. Tulsa, right? Tulsa? No, no Austin, 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 Austin. Doug's from Tulsa. Sorry. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, <laughs> I will talk so to you much, later. Guys. Yeah. Take care. All right. Thanks, talk to you guys later. You Bye. have a good one. Thank you. Bye. Bye.